start off on Tet Amud Bet 9b with the a new chapter, chapter 4. Uh, Halacha Aleph starts off Truma Mahu Yosinba. This uh, chapter is going to mainly be discussing really what happens with the actual Truma Talishka. Obviously, we said uh, how it gets taken out. We had three times a year. Uh, you do three. Uh, uh, three baskets of three say each uh, and uh, you know that that's how the procedure was done but now the actual usage of that money what actually what does it actually get used for uh, and any leftovers what that gets used for so we're going to see a whole lot uh, about that in the, in this chapter so what did they use the truma for? Obviously, lochin ba timidin musafim veniskahem. The the obvious ones are they use it for the daily tamid offering, uh, musaf offerings when uh, on Rosh Chodesh and festivals, etc., uh, and Shabbat and niskahem and all the libations as well. Uh, and moreover, haomer rishta lechem the omer the the barley offering uh, offered on the first night of Chodemoyed Pesach. Uh, or cut on the first night of Cholomoyed Pesach, often offered on the 16th of Nisan. Uh, these were the two loaves that were brought with lambs on Shavuot. Uh, the 12 showbreads that were kept in, uh, from week to week in the temple. And all other uh, communal offerings uh, as well. Uh, that's the, they were used uh, for that. And... Um, and that, you know that includes uh, also you know incense uh, and, and and we're going to see the wages uh, that for for people that uh, help prepare everything salt uh, and, uh, and and things like that that's also defined as uh, communal offerings now uh, other things that it was used for uh, and we're going to see that every time the trumatalishka is used it's somehow connected uh, to a korban so shomre svichim veshvit the gods of uh, the the leftover Svichin uh, um, is like produce that just grows by itself uh, during the Shemitah Obviously, no one is allowed to till the ground and do agricultural work during the seventh year, the Shemitah and uh, what happens is uh, that how are you going to bring the korban omer? So what what used to happen was that there was a certain amount of grain that uh, grew by itself, uh, and in terms of the, uh, uh, the 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 grain used, let's say for the omer or the shdalechem, uh, that 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 started growing. The last thing you'd want is people uh, to come in and uh, take it uh, like they would on uh, uh, like they would be allowed to in all other parts of other people's fields. The schmitz during the Shemitah year, uh, the poor people and anyone, in fact, is allowed to go into anyone else's field and take it. There's uh, no ownership of uh, of the grain and other produce. So what what you have to do is uh, the, the the gods of these aftergrowths, uh, the, the 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 grain that grew by itself, uh, they had to put guards there to guard these these uh, these the grain that actually would be fit for the Omer and the Shtar Lechem. Uh, they had to they, they put guards there. Uh, they also take their wages from the Truma Talishka. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Rabbi Yossi's opinion is no, if they wanted to, they could do it for free. They could guard it uh, for free, and then they wouldn't need to have any money paid to them from Trinta Dishka. Uh, that they said back to Rabbi Yossi, no, you can't do that. Uh, surely you agree uh, that the Omer and the Shtalechem, Michel Tibur, they have to come. Uh, and uh, from uh, you know, and be given as a part of the Tibur. Uh, if the person does it. 
and watches it over uh, for free, well then there is a uh, um, some type of there's a certain worry that at a point in time he may uh, assume a kind of ownership over it if he's uh, not getting paid well then he becomes like an owner he's watching it uh, as if he was an owner uh, and then what's going to happen it becomes his uh, in a certain uh, respect and then he may not give it over properly to the uh, the communal offerings and and therefore it comes from an individual and not from the community and that is not allowed so the fact that it has to come from the community, what we do is we buy uh, this, uh, we pay him for his uh, uh, wages, and therefore he's just a uh, uh, an employee, really, of the of the of the treasury. Okay, uh, the Gemara picks up. Uh, when we we discussing a, a um, another type of relationship like this that we just said uh, in terms of whether a person is allowed to guard the grain for free and we said he becomes like therefore but thereby the ownership uh, the question is uh uh, uh, as we said, uh, does the, surely the ownership of an individual cannot be uh, fully transferred over to the community? And uh, there is a, uh, as we're going to see, this is discussed in Masechet Tainet, uh, and it mentions uh, what's known as the Atzei Kohanim. Uh, in terms of the Atzei Kohanim, what uh, what that is, the wood uh, brought to the altar by various families. Uh, there were there were a number of families. That, as we're going to see momentarily, uh, that brought up wood uh, for the purposes of the altar, and uh, they weren't allowed to uh, to, to just uh, give it. Uh, it wasn't their wood. Uh, they had to give it over to the community. So now. So what do you see, you know, in terms of the, 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 the time of the, uh, you know, it says where there's man at Seikohanim, when the time for these people uh, came and they donated these woods, why is that counted uh, and that why are they allowed to do it? So, uh, you know, what, what, what is special about uh, these times? That's the question. Uh, and the Gemara explains, uh, when the Jews came back during the time of the second temple, they, they came up from exile. Uh, there was no wood uh, left in the in the chamber, so the, the, you weren't able. Uh, it was very tight. Uh, the times were were, were, were very tough. Uh, they were very very poor at the time. So what they did was that uh, certain families got up and uh, and donated. Amdu, Ailu, these these families got up. and they gave some of their own wood uh, to the temple. Uh, and then they, they uh, uh, transferred ownership of that over to the Tibur, uh, to the community as a whole. And then uh, the the people serving in the temple, the Kwanim, could use those that wood uh, for the communal offerings. So they, you did allow individuals to to give over the wood, and we say that uh, they they gave over the wood wholeheartedly, and they become a communal offering. Uh, and the prophets uh, amongst them. This was right at the beginning of the time of the of, of the second battle of Mikdash. Uh, prophecy was just about to die out. There were a few prophets uh, left, and uh, the, the prophets amongst them said to them, Shafilu, Lishka, Malaya, Aitim, even if the, the, the chamber yeah, got full of wood uh, at a later point in time, Vamdu Elu, Vinit Nadu, Aitim, Mishalatman. These people. 
these families were able to uh, give wood from themselves. That they were entitled to go and uh, donate the wood, and not only that, uh, you know, donate the wood, but that wood uh, would get used first um, uh, for the common offerings. Okay, so we see that uh, here we see uh, a, a, a proof really that uh, uh, communal uh, offerings can be brought uh, if it's uh, you know if it's from an individual. Uh, so I'm Rabbi Acha. Rabbi Acha says as follows: Rabbi Yosa, he says that is Rabbi Yosa. Uh, and the uh, Rabbi Yosa, Rabbi Yosa says, Aforatim in Hadev Shomechinam. He says, uh, as we uh, had in our Mishnah, uh, they these people uh, can you know do these. Uh, you can guard it for free. And he's holding that, uh, that even if you do uh, somehow uh, acquire it, uh, you do, and w- when you give it over to the community, you give it over wholeheartedly, and you don't retain uh, any ownership uh, over over it as well. So you could do it. In and guard it for free. Uh, Rabbi Yosa, B'Shem Rabbi Ila, however, Rabbi Yosa, uh, who is um, uh, you know, in another uh, person, not, you know, Rabbi Yosa, B'Shem Rabbi Ila, is not the same as uh, Rabbi Yosa uh, that we quoted before. There's another uh, Rabbi Yosa, he is an Amora. Uh, he says, Divra uh, Kohi, actually, you don't have to say that it is just Rabbi Yosa from uh, before who said that uh, that it, it, you know it, it's an individual uh, is able to do such a thing. He says no, uh, the wood is different. Why? Uh, everyone would agree in this case. Uh, an individual can't uh, give over to the community, but yeah. Uh, this uh, would be even be according to everyone, not just uh, Rabbi Yosa, the Tana. My pligin. So what are they arguing about? Before uh, before they were arguing about the actual body of the korban. In other words, uh, a common offering itself, uh, and uh, whether you would be allowed uh, to do that. Aval machshire korban. The wood is not the actual offering itself. It is just a preparation. For a uh, for the korban, you have to uh, you have to burn the korban on something. So you give wood. So it's like a preparatory stage for the korban, not the actual korban itself. And therefore, because it's a machshire korban, a preparation for a korban, kol atma modi shayim mitnave korban yachid the korban sibur. Then there's no problem. People aren't so um, worried about it. They they they'll give over something that is used in the Beit Hamikdash. Uh, you know, and 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 they'll they'll give it over. They've got no problem with giving over something that's just a machshire korban. Uh, there's no, there's no issue with that, and that is why uh, it, it can be done, and everyone could agree with that. Similarly, Tani Isha sheasta kotonet livna. What happens if a woman has got a son uh, that is the kohen gadol, uh, and uh, or even just a normal kohen? Uh, his mother is allowed to uh, uh, to make uh, the the kotonet. He's allowed to make the the priestly garments uh, for him, and then give them over to her son uh, that is kshera. Vevad she misirena letibur. As long as she gives it over to the tibur, she the son can't be wearing his own garments. He's got to be wearing uh, garments of of the kuhuna. 
uh, belonging to the community. So as long as she she made the garments, they were hers. But if she gives them over to the community, she's allowed to do it. So again, we have the similar kind of discussion. Amir Acha, Rabbi Yossi, that is Rabbi Yossi, who said before, did Rabbi Yossi Amar, as you saw in our Mishnah, Af Haratzim Intendev Shomechinam. You could even uh, do uh, God this Svichay, uh, the Svichim, uh, these these leftover plants. Uh, for free, it says, and 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 you know the same thing. A person, uh, even if you would acquire them, uh, gives it over to the tibur. Rabbi Yosa, Abishem Rabbi Ila, Rabbi Yosa the Amora uh, says in the name Rabbi Ila. Divra Kohi, no, it's uh, this can go according to everyone. My pligin begufur shakorban. The previous argument uh, between Rabbi Yosa and the Tanakama uh, was really in terms of the actual korban itself, uh, and it says Amar Machshirei korban. So, you know, the, this, uh, the korban that we were talking about before was a korban omer, or the shtar lechem, so which was an actual korban. Uh, and bachshire uh, korban, uh, these are things, the clothes of the kohanim are just preparatory. He has to have them uh, in order to do uh, the, his avoda on the korban, so it's kind of one step removed, uh, and, and therefore uh, just a preparatory thing for the actual korban itself, called ama modeshu mishtane korban yachid lu korban tibur. Everyone says that uh, an individual can uh, give over something uh, because he's, he won't be, he won't be uh, kind of holding on to it uh, and, uh, and thinking that it's his uh, when it actually is meant to come from the tzibur. You, know, you, uh, you wouldn't do that uh, when it's just a machshire of a korban. All right, Minister Pligia Rabbi Yossi, there is a, a, a brata uh, which uh, which is different, uh, and it says uh, which you know argue it, it gives a different uh, understanding uh, with what uh, Rabbi Yossi said. Otan Haimim no again b'shata korban shelo b'shata korban. Uh, these these families that donated wood uh, uh, are you know they 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 had a mini yomta for themselves uh, both at the time uh, when there was a korban i.e. during the time that the temple stood korban and also at the time where the temple uh, was unfortunately destroyed uh, they still celebrated like a yomta on those days Rabbi korban according to this understanding Rabbi Yossi says no only during the time of the offering so uh, the, you know the, here we see uh, according to this understanding uh, the rabbis arguing with uh, with Rabbi Yossi uh, admit that uh, uh, individuals can give wood uh, over uh, themselves and, uh, and which is why you know they could do it in terms of uh, you know during the times of the Beit HaMikdash Odminhada, uh, another discussion about this. Uh Datanya, I'm Revelez of Rabbi Tadok, Revelezer uh the son uh um uh the the son of uh Rabbi Tadok, Anu uh Hayinu Mibinay Sana bin Binyamin. Uh we were descended from uh Sana bin Binyamin. Uh this was one of the families that brought and they brought on the tenth of Av. That was uh, when their time for bring uh, the wood was. Khal Tishabav, Liot Bashabat and Tishabav what that year was on a Shabbat. Uh Vidihinu Oto Lumotse Shabbat and was pushed uh, to as we always do uh 
push Tisha B'Av aside uh, to the 10th of Av. So we postponed it and uh, to Motzei Shabbat I, the 10th of Av. Uh, and because that day was a Yontif uh, for us, we actually started the fast. However, uh, we interrupted the fast towards the end uh, with a, uh, uh, because it was, we, we broke the fast uh, and um, as because it was our, our personal uh, yomtiv, and this from here we see that uh, obviously uh, they, they, they there's machloket really about this, but this goes according to the opinion that actually there was no tishabav uh, anymore during the time of the second temple, and. Uh, and uh, and therefore they uh, uh, you know if if the original donation of wood was only for uh, individuals uh, that wouldn't have continued after the destruction of the temple. So we're saying is that uh, what Revilla said uh, is correct. That uh, the rabbis argue uh, in terms of uh, of this that an individual can come and donate something and it can be converted into something communal. Okay, uh, quoting go back to the Mishnah. Omer rishta lechem velechem apanim v'kol korbanot. Uh, as we mentioned, the Omer the, and the, the two loaves on Shavuot uh, and the Lechem Apanim, the 12 loaves every week and all other Korbanot Tzibur, uh, that all goes uh, to pay, uh, the, gets paid from the uh, the the, truma, the you know the trumat uh, as part of the the, the lishka, uh, that's also all the shkalim go to din. Tzman Tanina, we learn a Mishnah. Uh, and this is in uh, Menachot. It says, All individual uh, offerings and the Tibur uh, offerings by Mina Aret. They have to come uh, from Eretz Yisrael. Or they can be from outside Eretz Yisrael. Uh, they can come from new grain, i.e. grain that is just grown after uh, Pesach uh, and or can be grain miniashan from the before uh, Pesach. Chutzmin Omer Shtalechem, except for the Omer uh, in terms of the barley offering and the Shtalechem, uh, which is the wheat offering on on Shavuot. Shain Bale Ena Minachadash. They only come from the new offering. They actually are the uh, uh, the new offering uh, in, uh, and and. Um, uh, as part of the, uh, uh, they the allow uh, the offerings to come from the new offerings. They are what's known as a matir for the new offerings. Okay, they only come from Chadash, Arat, Umin Haaretz, and they also have to come from the land. So, continuing with that, Rav Huna, Rav Huna, B'Shem Rabbi Yirmiya, he says, Rabbi Shmel, he says, this goes like Rabbi Shmel, Rabbi Shmel, because Rabbi Shmel says, Ein Omer Ba Min. Surya. Uh, the Omer can't come from Surya, uh, even though that uh, there is some discussion uh, in terms of uh, for various areas. Uh, they said Surya was actually uh, a land uh, conquered, uh, which you know it's a bit of uh, what's known as modern day uh, Surya. But even some of modern day Surya was part of Greater Israel uh, back in uh, in the times of the uh, Tanakh, uh, and this is you know like um, uh, Ram uh, and, and and places like that and. This was all conquered by um, uh, uh, David, uh, and there's some dispute about it whether he was allowed to, you know, whether he was commanded to to uh, uh, conquer this, and therefore it's part of Eretz Israel, or maybe it was just something uh, that he wasn't uh, commanded. Um, 
to do. Uh, and, and therefore, we say uh, about that, uh, that uh, we say that uh, it, it can't come uh, from uh, Surya. Uh, and, and we say that that is not defined as the biblical uh, borders of, uh, of Israel, that is defined as outside uh, Israel. So that is Rabbi Shmael's view. Tanan, Tanina, we also have a Mishnah here. This is in Kalim, Esra, Kudushatayim. Similar idea. We're going to see all tying back to Rabbi Shmuel. Uh, there are 10 different Kudushas. Eretz Yisrael, Mekudeshet, Mikola Aratot. The Eretz Yisrael is holier than all other lands. Umahi, Kudushata. What is uh, the, the holiness thing? Shemivin, Mimenu, Omer, Vakabrim, Ushtar, Lechem. You bring uh, from, only from Eretz Yisrael, uh, the Omer offering, the Bikurim offering first fruits, Ushtar, Lechem, and uh, the the two loaves often on Shavuot, Masha'ain, Mavin, Min, Cain, we call Aratzot. All other lands you cannot bring uh, these uh, things from. So it has to come, the Omer and the Shta'alechem, and we mentioned here, Bikurim, all have to come from Reh Tushal. Rabbi Kia, Bashem, Rabbi Yumia, Rabbi Shmalhi, this goes according to Rabbi Shmal, Rabbi Shmal Amar, Ain, Omer, Ba, Min, Hasuria. The Omer can't come from Surya. So here we have another uh, proof of what Rabbi Ishmael says uh, it has to come from Eretz Yisrael. Tan Tanina uh, here a mission in Shvet offering a similar idea. Uh, Rabbi Ishmael Amar he says Ma Charish Rishut Afkatsir Rishut. He talks about uh, the. The Pasuk says where it says uh, you have to, in, in the time of plowing and the time of harvest, uh, you have to rest. Uh, he says, what is that? Uh, that is not talking about uh, you know, even though it, it mentions uh, it in terms of Shemitah, uh, he says uh, that is uh, uh, talking about uh, doing work on Shabbat uh, and, uh, and we say that uh, specifically, why is it talking about Karish, uh, pl- plowing and, uh, and Katir, reaping? Uh, he says that is only uh, plowing that is uh uh, that, that is Rashut that uh, you decide to do and uh, so too uh, Katir uh, reaping that you want to do uh, that is uh, that is obviously both forbidden on Shabbat Yatza Katir Ha'omer Shehi Mitzvah as opposed to uh, if the 16th of Nisan falls on a Shabbat uh, you still you don't say oh it's Shabbat I cannot uh, continue with the offering no you uh, still cut it despite the fact that it is Shabbat because there's not a Katir of should. There's not a reaping of uh, your own reaping. It's reaping for the sake of heaven. Uh, and as a result, um, you'd be allowed uh, to do that. Okay, it's a mitzvah to do it, and it has to be harvested on the sixth of Nis- 16th of Nisan, even though uh, that might be Shabbat in a particular year. Uh, Rabbi Shmuel, Kedate um, uh, de Rabbi Shmuel, and uh, Rabbi Shmuel, uh, that, that's an explicit proof like Rabbi Shmuel, and Rabbi Shmuel goes like his own opinion. The uh, Amar, Ein Omer Ba Minasuria. Again, the Omer can't come from outside uh, Eretz Israel. Okay, Kedate de Amar Yata, Katira Omer Shehi Mitzvah. Uh, and because he said the, the harvesting of the Omer is excluded uh, from doing it on Shabbat because it's a mitzvah, i.e., you know, if it, if it wasn't, uh, you know, what, what could you do? Uh, the Omer has to come from Eretz Yisrael. Uh, you have to have, you have to do it, uh, you have to harvest it 
uh, in the Shemitah year, uh, and because uh, normally you're not allowed to do anything, any agricultural work during the Shemitah year. So he says uh, that is, uh, if it fell on Shabbat and also in the Shemitah year, uh, he includes both of those things. Uh, and uh, even though you're not supposed to do agricultural work, uh, you will still reap uh, the, this uh, this Omer uh, during the Shemitah year. So it's exactly what we said. The Omer is excluded. Um, because it's a, it's a, a mitzvah. Otherwise, what he could say is that you could import uh, the, the grain, uh, import the, the barley, and uh, you could get it, uh, you know, waiting and ready outside of Israel without uh, worrying about cutting it down on the Shemitah year. He says, no, well, you obviously can't do that. Um, uh, you know, you can't bring it from outside Eretz Yisrael. It has to come from inside Eretz Yisrael. So you are forced to uh, cut uh, this during the Shemitah year. Okay, and uh, therefore we see I have a number of different proofs, according to Rabbi Shmuel, uh, that has to come from inside of Eretz Yisrael. Okay, <clears throat> and so too this leads on uh, to the uh, uh, you know who uh, the payments to the, the the people who watch the uh, the grain that grows by itself uh, during Shvit and uh, Lishka they get their money from the uh, the the Lishka the, the the truma of the Lishka they get paid from the Shkalim uh, the half shekels uh, it says Rabbi Shmuel that is obviously Rabbi Shmuel opinion. Amrav Yosa, he says, Divra Kohi, no, everyone would agree uh, to, to such a thing. Lomatini Basuria, Mevinoto, Svichim, Eretz Israel. Uh, he says, no, yeah, every, even the people who said that you could uh, bring the Oremen from outside uh, Eretz Yisrael, uh, what happens if you couldn't find a barley in Syria uh, they would uh, bring from the Svichim that were in Eretz Yisrael? Uh, so they were just there as a precaution, um, yeah, you know, just in case you couldn't find. You know, maybe you could import uh, um, some form of barley from outside Eretz Yisrael, uh, but uh, you, know, you still would have to have uh, guards uh, there just to make sure that uh, it was uh, properly, uh, you know, just in case you couldn't get any from overseas uh, or outside Eretz Yisrael, uh, then you could have these guards there to bring it. So it's, it could be everyone's opinion over there. Okay, so now the Hain Omer Ma'ish So now that leads on to the following question: uh, Because you can harvest the Omer uh, during Shmita, uh, the question is, what happens uh, if there is no uh, leftover grain? It doesn't. There's no grain that grows by itself. Uh, all the gods, you know, miss it, etc. And, and the people have already eaten it. Uh, what happens? Uh, are you allowed to uh, uh, sow grain in the Shmita year, uh, even lechachila? Can you go and sow? grain in the Shemitah year. Rabbi Chia Bar Abba by Komei Rabbi Mana. So Rabbi Chia Bar Abba, he asks in front of Rabbi Mana, Lom Nintzak Kometz Al-Shiram Sh'ayin Nachalin. Uh, normally what happens is with a mincha offering uh, you take the comets out and uh, it gets burnt and the leftover gets eaten by the koanim uh, but what happens uh, if uh, something happens to the, the, the part that is left over uh, then uh, it becomes tamay or something like that then you don't even offer uh, the comets so now the question is uh, here uh, if you plant the barley during the Shemitah year uh, it's similar to what he says uh, it's like the comets uh, of of Shiran, uh, you cannot eat, uh, as we know, the rule is that if you go ahead and plant uh, during the Shemitah year, you're not allowed to eat uh, the produce. The rabbis say you cannot eat the produce uh, that grows in the Shemitah year. So to here, uh, surely this would
would be you can't plant the uh, barley uh, over here for the sake of the omer because you wouldn't be allowed to eat it uh, and uh, because it's been planted in the Shemitah year. So Amalai, so Rav Mano replies to him, Naaseh, Kamishad Rim, Sh'ayin Bayin, Batumah, Vayin Nachalin, Batumah. No, he says, no, you would you would do such a thing, uh, and despite the fact that uh, you're not allowed to eat it, uh, that does not stop the Omer from being bought, uh, because of the fact that this is like one of the five things that have to be brought uh, in a state of Tumah, uh, but uh, aren't eaten in a state of Tumah. This is a discussion that we had back in Pesachim, where we said if something has to be done uh, on a uh, specific day, uh, then you have to go ahead and do it, and uh, the tumor uh, gets pushed aside uh, in a uh, yeah, in it. And even though you don't eat uh, the korban pesach, uh, you would have to still bring uh, the korban pesach. So, so too uh, the idea is in terms of the omer. Uh, you know, even though you brought from barley that was uh, planted uh, in the shmitzio, uh, which which uh, re- requires you not to be able. You know, it, it requires you. I mean, it, it forces you not to eat the the the, the, um, the leftover, but you can still bring the comets. You can still bring the omer, uh, even though you cannot eat the leftovers. All right, uh, that that is that. So it's more like one of those things, uh, similar to the korban pesach brought in tuma. All right, so now we move on uh, slightly. Ketzad, who will say, this is in terms of these people whose wages you have to pay, uh, uh, these uh, pe- the, the people that guarded uh, the svichim, uh, etc., and the people who harvest, how do you pay them? Now, uh, what happens is, normally, uh, you, you what you have to do is you have to deconsecrate the money onto something physical. Here, you can't just go ahead and pay them the money directly because it's uh, what they've done is uh, something something you know that they've guarded yes but that is something uh, there's no physical uh, there's no physical nothing physical about that uh, that is um, uh, you know something that is uh, uh, non-tangible. Uh, your work is, is non-tangible. Guarding it is not a tangible thing. You have to uh, redeem it, uh, the money, onto something non-tangible. So, how do they uh, give them this money? So, firstly, um, uh, you know, Kaysad who was not Ma'ot Shulchani. What do you do? Uh, you borrow money uh, from. You take money from the Shulchani. Uh, the the money changes, which we saw right at the beginning of our Masechet. Uh, the money changes. They were there. They had uh, cash, uh, and uh, it says You give it to the harvesters and to the guards uh, of the Svichin. Uh, before the Omer is uh, actually offered up, uh, and now. Um, and what do you do just before uh, the Omer uh, is is offered you take the money from the Lishka and now you transfer it uh, you deconsecrate it uh, onto the barley because uh, that is something tangible and you can deconsecrate it so you swap uh, the money and now the, the, the holiness of the money goes on to the barley the money becomes deconsecrated uh, and says Merchalilin alav you can deconsecrate it and that money then gets paid back uh, to the Shulchanim uh, right to, to the, uh, the money changes and that's, uh, that's what you, you pay them back Okay, uh, the Gemara says, uh, can you do such a thing? Uh, surely the, uh, the amount of the Omer uh, is, is much less uh, than the, uh, the, the, all the amounts that you have to pay for the people who harvest and guard as well. Rabbi Acha B'Shem Rabbi Ba, 
he answers, Ko retain hey name damav misha rishon. He says, no, that's the that's the way it is. Uh, whatever they get paid, uh, it's considered uh, to be the amount of money. Okay, and. Uh, uh, if you went ahead and sold the barley, uh, you know the the current market price, you'd you'd get much less. But still, we say the the amounts are equal. You've got you entitled to say that. Similarly. So too, for the people who carve um, the stone workers, they carve uh, stones, they cut them from the mountains, and they, they, they cut them to shape uh, for the temple. You can't do that for the altar, but other places in the temple, uh, you can uh, do it. Uh, it says, How do they get paid? Uh, you get money from the money changers. Uh, that, that money gets given to the, uh, uh, the the hewers of uh, stone satatin uh, tinatain uh, uh, they get you know different types of uh, people different workers the the people the stone cutters uh, before they, uh, the, the, it gets finally uh, put into you know on on the dimus is a, a type of pedestal uh, that that that's uh, getting built once it's put on the row uh, this, this, uh, you know, the, the pedestal just to uh, uh, to be, you know, cut into shape, etc. Maybe mount mitrumatelishka. What they do is bring money from the trumatelishka, and they pay the machalin alea. Now you've got something to consecrate it on uh, the stone that's going to be uh, hewn out, uh, and uh, and therefore then you go ahead. The money becomes non-holy uh, and can get paid back to the shukani, and the stone uh, becomes holy. Okay, at uh, uh can uh, can we do such a thing as well? Rabbi Yossi Bar Bun Mishmar Shuma Akoma Shitain Hai Name Demer Mishah Rishona. We said, you know, similar to what we said before, uh, some of the stones could get broken and, and not you know able to be used, uh, and therefore the money spent by the, the treasury is actually more. Uh, surely there are Milo issues over there in Rabbi Yossi in the name of Rabbi Bun in the name of Shmuel uh, says no, whatever they get they've already factored uh, all of that in from the beginning uh, and uh, they, they give them uh, that, that amount. Okay, so we see uh, that that is how you, uh, you uh, con- deconsecrate the money. Okay, now next halacha uh, halacha bet, the Mishnah says para v'sira mishdalach now the para, which is the para oduma, uh, the red heifer, uh, the sira mishdalach, the, the goat that gets sent out on Yom Kippur, v'lashon uh, shalzohorit, the strip of crimson wool. Okay, we're going to see what that, uh, where that comes in, because uh, there are a number of different uh, crimson wools uh, that uh, that we have over here uh, in in the town in the temple. We're going to see it. there's the para oduma one. Uh, there's one that is ta- you know for a matzora, and there's also uh, wool that is uh, used uh, as part of your Mesira um, Mishdalach uh, procedure. Okay, so that they all have uh, different uh, types of wool. Uh, these are all connected to offerings. Uh, the the prior to is called a chatat uh, in Pashat Chukat, uh, and, and the goat, even though it's sent outside, doesn't seem to be an offering, but because it was a twin, uh, it was brought with an almost identical goat, uh, is, is also could have been uh, an offering. 
uh, as well, and uh, you know all of these things. And uh, uh, the, in, in terms of uh, the, as far as the lotion says, horit, and this thing, the the tongue of uh, of crimson. You know, in this case, maybe it actually is uh, just for the. You know, we we leave the matzora out of it because that's a personal thing. Um, but uh, the you know for the paraduma gets burned up in the paraduma, and also the siramishdalech. Uh, that is uh, a communal uh, thing, that and therefore it is an offering, and they can all come from Trumatalishka. A uh, kevish para, uh, the the ramp that was built from the Temple Mount to Harazaitim. Uh, this was done to make sure that uh, there was no hidden tumor uh, underneath it. So they built a ramp with different uh, uh, like arches underneath to make sure there was no hidden tumor underneath. So they would walk the para on top of that. Uh, and uh, also uh, the kevish sira mishalach, the, the ramp that they would build uh, for the sira mishalach, because what would happen is that uh, it says in the Masechet Yoma uh, that the Babylonians, I think Mishnah Yoma, the Babylonians would pull at its uh, the the, they would pull on its um, uh, wool and say go, go and take all our sins so to stop that happening they built like an elevated ramp uh, to, to keep it out of harm's way uh, and the, uh, uh, the, uh, the wool uh, between its horns uh, and uh, the uh, channel of water in the, uh, in the flows through the Beit HaMikdash uh, and uh, the uh, uh, the walls of the city and uh, the towers over there uh, and anything that is needed for the city that comes from the leftovers uh, of the Lishka so you know, I'll, I'll go back uh, again and, and just say in terms of that uh, the previous wool uh, that we'd gone obviously just then uh, the Pradima here we see the, the wool that goes between the horns of the Siramishalah comes from the the, the the leftover part of the lishka if the lishka uh, there was leftover money that wasn't used in a particular year that was known as sharea lishka the leftover part of the lishka uh, and they used that for building purposes as we see building uh, ramps and, uh, and 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 things like that uh, this the the water channel they're going through the Beit Hamikdash and the walls and the towers and all things like that so much more building projects as opposed to uh, specifically korban related so that is the difference uh, between the different uh, uh, monies that are used Abashal Omar he says kevish para kwanim gurlim osin mishalatman he just disagrees on one of the uh, uh, the ramp uh, for the prior May he says no that wasn't a communal uh, expense uh, there was not, not even the Shrey Lishka uh, that was just, just built by Kwanim Gurulim they use their own money. And what do you do with the leftover uh, bits uh, of uh, you know any additional amounts after all of the previous things had been dealt with? Uh, any further amounts that were left over? Uh, what you do is is buy wine, oil, and flour, uh, and you you have a little market uh, in in the, those things, and you buy it and you sell them uh, and make a small profit for the uh, the Beit Hamikdash uh, for. The uh, the leftover prophet will go to Hektish. That's what Rabbi Shmuel says. Uh, Rabbi Akiva, he disagrees uh, and he says, Ain uh, Hektish, uh, Af, Lo, Mishal, Anim. 
He says, no, you can't uh, make profit. Uh, the, the, the temple is a place of, uh, you know, uh, is the expression that is used elsewhere. Uh, he says there's no uh, poverty uh, in a place of affluence. Uh, he says for the temple to do that's a bit, a bit demeaning. Uh, for the temple, he says, no. Uh, and, and the same thing, you can't uh, uh, profit from money given to the poor. Uh, that has to just be used for the poor. You can't... Um, you know, make investments and uh, and, and and the like. Uh, for that, it's it's too dangerous. It's also not appropriate for the temple. So, um, So, what do they do with the leftover uh, money uh, that uh, that hasn't been used? It's still during the year, uh, but it's no longer used on. Uh, uh, you know, on, on no longer needed for the offerings. They've got enough offerings. Uh, what they used to do was put make golden plates to coat the walls and the and the floor of the Kodesh Kodashim. Rabbi Shmuel he says Mota uh, the leftover uh, produce uh, which we are, are going to see is. Um, uh, there is going to be a discussion uh, about this, you know, in terms of that previous uh, comment that we just had, uh, w- whether we can sell wine, oil, and flour, uh, etc. Uh, we're going to see that there's going to be a machloket about this. Tomorrow we'll discuss this tomorrow. Uh, and he, he says about the left over there, he says, Kaitz uh, You're going to bring communal offerings up, uh, like, almost like a dessert uh, from the uh, uh, when there aren't any other offerings. Um, uh, you know, being offered at the moment, you bring these uh, offerings up. Mota truma, leftover uh, of the truma leklei sharet. He says uh, you uh, make kli sharet the uh, the vessels used in the Beit Hamikdash to catch the blood uh, and the like. Uh, he says those. Um, that's what you do uh, with with those. Okay, the leftover mutar truma uh, instead of making gold plates for the Kodesh Kodashim, he said they were used for uh, the clear sharet. Okay, uh, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva has got another view. Mutar truma lekaitzimizbech. He says the leftover uh, funds from the shkalim, uh, he says, are used to buy uh, for kai the dessert for the mizbech. Mutar nasachim leklei sharet. He says any nasachim, uh, any leftover money from libations uh, that is used for kli sharet for these vessels he says he says no the leftover nasachim uh, any leftover libations uh, goes for dessert for the altar mota truma the leftover truma le kli sharet he holds similar to what we had before that they go kli sharet but he says uh, the, the nasachim go for kli sharet and they're all uh, disagree with what Rabbi Shmuel suggested uh, in terms of the leftover produce. Okay, the Gemara picks up uh, as follows. Kevesh para. Uh, we just you know, quoted uh, the ramp, uh, etc. But now we move on to uh, the, the three different uh, bits of, uh, of, of crimson wool. Rabbi Shmuel, Bereb Nachman, B'Shem, Rabbi Yonatan, he says, There are three different tongues uh, of wool, literally like these strips of uh, crimson wool. Shel Seir, the Seir Ramesh he says, That way it besela, that was one seller's worth. Shel Matzorah, uh, in terms of Matsura Beshekel, uh, he says that was uh, half of a seller that wasn't cut in half, uh, and you know because they used to put half on the horns of this era Mishdalach, and half uh, would be in the in the Beit Hamikdash, uh, and then when it turned white, the people would know that their sins had been forgiven. 
Okay, uh, so you know it was half the matzora was half a shalpara uh, in terms of the para paraduma b'shtei salem that has to be heaviest uh, and uh, there was a lot of stuff that uh, it had to burn with and it had to go right into the middle el tochas srefa it says right into the middle of all the stuff that was burnt and it had to be uh, the heaviest so it is you know double the weight uh, of of others and uh, you know. Um, uh, four times the weight of the uh, the other one. Ravuna, Ravuna, the Chavran, Rabbi Ba, Bar Zavda, B'Shem Rabbi Shimon Ben Chalafta. They all uh, say the following. Uh, you know, in the name of Rabbi Shimon Ben Chalafta, he says Shapra B'Shtei Salim B'Mechta. He says uh, it's two and a half. Uh, it, uh, the Mafkits uh, Lishna, uh, but we use uh, the the language Basarazuz ten zuz, which is uh, you know if you add up the four uh, zuz in a sela, uh, so it works out to the same uh, thing. Uh, but you have to use exactly what your teacher said. Uh, it's important to do that. Okay, Rabbi Yehuda, B'Shem Rabbi Shmuel. Uh, uh, Rabbi Yehuda, uh, in the name of uh, Rabbi Shmuel, says as follows: Tamidei Chamim, Amalamdim et Akwanim. Tamidei Chamim that taught the Kwanim Hilchot Shkita, the Hilchot of Shkita, Hilchot Kabbalah, catching the blood, Hilchot Zrika, throwing how to throw the blood, Notlin Skran Mitruma Talishka. They all can get their money as all korban related from the uh, the Shkalim that is collected. Rabbi Yitzchak bar Redifa b'shem Rabbi Imi. Uh, says Mavakre um, uh, Kochim, the the people that check uh, the blemishes on on Kochim, very Kochim related. Not they get the money from uh, the the Lishka. Uh, they get it from the the, the Shkalim. Rabbi Acha Bar Tanchum Bar Chia B'Shem Rabbi Simla Migi Hey Seifer Azara Not Lim Sukran Mitzumatelishka. Here. People who read the Sefer Torah uh, that is uh, kept in the in the courtyard, uh, they 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 they're the checkers uh, of the of the Sefer Torah. Uh, they also get their money from Tumatelishka, and this is interesting because that's uh, um, it's it's not korban related, but uh, it is very much a communal uh, need. Um, okay, so uh, we continue on this uh, theme. Gidol by Binyamin B'Shem Rabbi Asi. Uh, he says Shnei Dayane Gazelot Notlin Sakran Mitrumatilishka. these two head judges in Jerusalem who uh, who uh, work out fines and work out uh, thefts, uh, etc., they uh, get their money from Tumatilishka. Uh, um, and uh Shmulama Shmuel says, Nashim Harugot, Vaparokhid Notlim Sakran Mitrumatilishka, uh, the woman who uh, make the curtains for the uh, that separate the uh, the inner part of the Kodesh Kodashim from the rest of the temple, they also uh, get their uh, money from Trumat Alishka. Rav Hunamar, he says, Mi Trumat Bedekabayat. It is rather from the Bedekabayat, I for the upkeep and the maintenance of the temple. My palik, so what are they arguing about? Shmuel Avid lay Korban. Shmuel says it is like, uh, defi- uh, is similar to a Korban. Why? Uh, because the blood of the inner Chataot, uh, for example, in Yom Kippur, things like the Para Elim Davar, which are shechted inside, and they have a, a certain uh, blood uh, sprinklings on the parochet or near the parochet, towards the parochet. Uh, you know, in Yom Kippur we say Achat, 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 Achat Vashtaim. Those are all the sprinklings uh, of the of the, uh, the the blood of the bull and the blood of the ox. Um, 
near uh, the, the blood of the goat and the blood of the ox or the bull uh, uh, towards the, the Kodesh Kodashim uh, and uh, the Parochet, uh, to, towards the Parochet. Okay, so, uh, you know, those things are like a Korban, so the, the Parochet, uh, this, uh, the woman who make the Parochet, are, uh, it's like a Korban, therefore it's compared to a Korban, so that's why Trimitalishka, Ravuna Avad Kabinyan. he says, no, it is part of the building and therefore we use better Kabayat uh, money. Okay, Amar Rav Kiskia Tana Rav Yehuda Good Gadot. Rav Kiskia said that Rav Yehuda Good Gadot taught the following: Hakatorit before Korbanot Tzibur, Katorit and uh, all other offerings, communal offerings, by and Mitzrayim Talishka. They all come from the Mitzrayim Talishka. Mizbech Hazav v'Kulukko Kli Sharet, the the golden altar, which is what you used to offer incense on, uh, and all other vessels in the in the, the Kli Sharet. Uh, these vessels that you would catch the blood in, etc., those all come from Bayan Mumoto Nasachim. They come from leftover um, uh, money for uh, Nasachim. Mizbach uh, Ola, the Mizbach of the Ola, either the normal Mizbach, Vahechal, Vazarot, and all the other uh, things in. Um, uh, you know the, the the sanctuary and all the other courtyards by Mishare Helishka any money that is left over from year to year year to year Chutz Lazarot except for and, and something that is outside the Azara uh, that outside the courtyards by Milishkat Berakabat so it just uh, gives us a list of where th- different things in the Beit Hamikdash where they all come from. Gomorrah says, Vahai, Tani, Avna Mizbach, in terms of the, of the, of the stones of the altar, Haheichal, Vazarot, Mo'elin, Bahin, the stones of the altar, or the uh, the Heichal, uh, the, the actual sanctuary itself, the, mo, the more holy part of it, uh, and uh, the Azarot, the courtyards, uh, you are liable from Ila if you misuse uh, them. Uh, and, uh, and it says, Vaki Yesh, Mila, is there any money, you know, can you be? Liable from Ila uh, with leftover uh, money in the in the in the courtyard. Ella, Krabi Mav, Krabi it must be this must, part must be going like Krabi Mav, Krabi Mav, Moilin, Bishraim. He says, Yes, uh, you uh, if you uh, did Mila on the leftover property, uh, even what's left in the chamber, he says it still maintains a level of holiness and therefore you'd be liable from Ila if you misuse it. Amarav uh, here, um, Klum Amar Rebbe Meir Ela Betoch Shnato didn't Rebbe Meir say uh, he said about this is at you know you know in its in its year I Meila is uh, where something is made holy specifically within that year if you donated the coins for that specific year then if someone misuses those coins then he's liable for Meila uh, but yeah what are we talking about Vahacha Chutz Lishnato Anan Kaimin we are dealing here with coins that are used off after the year, that is the whole thing, because they are share uh, haliska. That's what we said. The shiraim, uh, the leftover coins. So you know, maybe Rabbi Meir doesn't agree, uh, and that's uh, uh, you know, and that's. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's that's Amar Rav Rabbi Chizkia. So Rav Chizkia says Tana Rabbi Huda a good guy. Uh, again, we quote uh, this uh, good gadiot. Uh, now we call him good gadiot instead of good guy. He says Ashulchan v'Menorah v'Mizbachot. Both the the table uh, where you put the lechem apanim on uh, the menorah and the mizbachot, both the inner altar and the outer altar, the mizbach, uh, 
hachiton and mevach apinimi, the incense altar inside and the an animal offering altar outside, vaparochet and the parochet ma'achvin eta korbanot. All of those need to be in place uh, that uh, for for korbanot to be. Brought Divrei Meir. That's what Rabbi Meir says. Chachamim Rim. The Rabbi say no. And Chachm Akev. It's a korban ella kior v'hakan bilvat. All that is needed to uh, offer an altar. Uh, I mean, offer something on uh, defined as the altar. Uh, it's it's the kior to wash your hands and feet before and. Um, and the base, uh, and uh, you know the base of the cure. So it would seem that you don't need the mizbeach and, and things like that. There's some discussion about that. So it says, "V'lo kain amar Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yossi bar Chinina, Treim amru." Both Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yossi bar Chinina uh, say uh, the following: "Treim amrin kol hain diktiv nochach akev tela enam akev." According to them, uh, they say uh, where where a verse uses the word. Um, opposite, uh, okay, uh, you know, nochach um, is opposite, uh, where it says things about that. For example, the menorah says, uh, you know, the the, uh, the menorah is opposite the table, nochach hashulchan. So over, over there, uh, we see that it is ma'akev. Um, it's absolutely necessary for it to be there. Tzela, ainu ma'akev tzela, which also means by the side. Uh, and, uh, you know, if, it, if it's ainu uh, ma'akev, that's not necessary. So, uh, he just uses different words to say what's Markev. Amar Shmuel Bar Nachman Vishum Rabbi Yonatan. He says Afilu Tzela Markev. No, even something that's written about Tzela is Markev. Amar Rabbi Ila Vishum Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachman Afilu Sima Markev. Even if it just says. You should put it there uh, in this place uh, that is all necessary for the things uh, to be offered. Okay, so uh, all of these uh, things, they have different um, practical differences, uh, but we're not necessarily uh, going to go into uh, all of them now. So in other words, that the one seems to say that... Um, uh, you, you you know there's more and more uh, that you need uh, for it to be makav uh, and Amarav Chanina so Rav Chanina uh, says no actually uh, they, we we not they're not arguing kan ba'avodat shebifnim kan ba'avodat shebechutz it says in terms of the the Amaraim that say you need more stuff uh, that stuff inside uh, the actual temple itself uh, lighting incense and or bringing incense uh, lighting the menorah putting the lechma uh, panim on blood on the curtain uh, so we need uh, for all of those things we need those uh, um, the the altar and the menorah and uh, and, and 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 things like that uh, the uh, you know the mizbah hakatorit uh, and 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 the uh, the 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 shulchan as well so all those things that are needed well then uh, obviously you need them uh, but uh, in terms of uh, can uh, something that is done outside in the courtyard, shechting offerings, etc. Uh, and there we say no, only the the kior uh, in that place uh, will uh, be makav. So if you can't wash your hands beforehand, uh, then you can't bring the offerings. Uh, uh, but you know, even maybe with Adam is back, uh, it seems to say that uh, uh, you would be allowed to bring it uh, in, uh, in that place. All right, we will uh, stop there uh, and uh, pick up tomorrow. Everyone should have a great day.